Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds. Welcome to the Nerd Association podcast, where we like to remind you that just because we have cool jobs, it doesn't make us cool. But we've changed that now to the fact that we are cool. I'm your host, Mark Finch, and your other host, Daniel Barnett, is not here this week. But we are joined by Promotions Brad, Sticker Brad, whoever you want to call him, however you want to call him. You might have heard him here if you're a fan listener, but if you're a Nerd Association listener, you would only have heard him on the Shawshank Redemption episode we did earlier. Brad, how you doing today? Good, man. Good to be back. Good yeah. to be in the studio now. Did the last one from home. So, uh, yeah, I feel like a big star now. Yeah. So, Brad, I'm going to start it out. We're just going to do it. All right. What do you think of when I say, we're all looking for the guy who did this? Mm, I think of the uh, the Netflix comedy series, I Think You Should Leave. I've never seen it before. This is new to me. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, he, You and I both big fans of this. It came out about two years ago, and then I was – after I watched the first season, I just, like, devoured it. It goes very quickly. It's only about 90 minutes each season. There's two seasons now, but then the pandemic hit, and that, that kind of shortened it, and then they finally, just in the last month or so, came out with the second season, and uh, I wouldn't say it disappointed. I wouldn't say it fully lived up to the hype of, of how much I love the first season. But overall, it was uh, it was a lot more of the of the goodness we expected from a sketch comedy show that is a little bit different than your regular sketch comedy show. There have been other ones like it. Maybe like you could compare it to like a, a Mr. Show or something, you know, right. more in that line. But it's not quite your just like SNL normal sketch comedy. Yeah, so Tim Robinson used to be on SNL. I think he definitely took a lot of the ideas that they shot down um, and brought it to right. this show. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on season two. I like season two quite a bit, but it's not quite as good as season one. Um, I also think the buildup of having COVID and it got delayed and all that, we were just so ready for it and we needed it sooner than ever, really. And it was, I enjoyed it, but yeah, season one is definitely in a different stratosphere. Yeah. So to understand, I think you should leave. You need to understand a little bit about Tim Robinson. And you mentioned that at one point he was on SNL. So if you go to, you know, this is just like basic Wikipedia page knowledge, but it's stuff that gets brought up about him. So he he got his starting, uh, he got his start out with like Second City Chicago, famous improv group out of Chicago. And then he was eventually an SNL featured player uh, for the 2012 to 13 season. And then he was kind of, I don't know if it's demoted. I don't know how you look at that. Yeah. Because the featured players aren't writers at all. Mm -hmm. They just come in and they they act out, you know, scenes that they're they're chosen for. And then he was updated to, however you want to say it, to writer, which is in some ways a step up, depending on what you want to do. But it it appeared that he might have been just a little too weird for Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I I just watched an interview with him. I think he was on with Seth Meyers, and Seth Meyers used to be the head writer at SNL. Um, He did say that he was an actor for the first time, his first season on there. And he said it didn't go so well. So I'm assuming that was they liked him enough, but maybe didn't like him much as an actor. Um, but yeah, it definitely, definitely was on there. What was he on there for four years? Maybe I think. Yeah, he spent three or four years. So then in 2016, he got a chance to uh, write and star in his own 30 minute episode of the sketch show Netflix presents the characters. Which if you've never seen that, they take a sketch comedian or a comedian or an actor or whatever it is. And they basically get 
30 minutes to make their own episode mm-hmm. of a sketch comedy show and then they each place it together. So his episode is just called Tim Robinson and there's some there's some gems in there and like some early like you can see the comparisons mm-hmm. to I think you should leave that maybe he hasn't fully figured out exactly what he's going to do, but you can see it. And I've read too that some people kind of credit that one episode of the characters as possibly leading to him getting I Think You Should Leave Greenlit by Netflix. So you have to thank him for that. If you're a fan of I Think You Should Leave and you've never seen Netflix Presents the Characters, check out the Tim Robinson episode for sure. Have you seen that? I, so I saw it back in, I think, 2016. So it's it's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I tried to do some more research on, like, how he got I Think You Should Leave. And I, it was really just like he also does the show Detroiters. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah, he also did I Think You Should Leave. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, basically then, yeah, he, he did the show Detroiters uh, on Comedy Central. That was in 2017. It lasted two seasons. That's pretty funny. It's, uh, you know, it's an episodic narrative scripted show. It's not a sketch comedy show, but that one's pretty funny. And uh, I think it's Sam Richardson, his buddy, who appears in a few I Think mm-hmm. You Should Leave sketches. So then that all led to, as I mentioned, in April 2019, you get I Think You Should Leave. It was created by Robinson and Zach Cannon. I believe it's canon, and uh, it was produced by, like, the Lonely Island guys. Yeah, so it's definitely got a lot of, uh, you know, sorry, Saturday Night Live, you know, characters in it. Especially, like, the first season, there's a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. like, Cecily Strong. And, Vanessa uh, Bayer yeah. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Getting brunch and, with these pig yeah. <laughs> Also, Andy Samberg, yeah. That, but you just mentioned that. That's one of my favorite sketches in that whole show. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the There's... Everybody has their own favorite sketch, yeah, and everybody they caught me sleeping. Has, it's it's one of those it's one of those ones where we could sit here for a half an hour, forty minutes, you know, kind of the average length of a nerd association episode. We could sit here and just go over. Well, this one was funny. That was funny. This was funny when they did that. We don't exactly want to do that, so I've tried to add a little bit of structure, which is. Structure is kind of like the antithesis of I think you should leave. The I, it, uh, a lot of times it seems like they 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 want you to recognize what this sketch should be, and then they either take it a completely different way or they just like blow it up completely. Right. But uh, I wanted to focus on first the types of sketches, and you tell me if you, you, you would would you add any to this list. I have fake commercials, Mm -hmm. like the Turbo Team. Has this ever happened to you? TC Tuggers, the laser spine surgery one, which that's another theme they have with those, uh, with the fake commercials is it looks like a fake commercial. It's going through like a fake commercial. And then it just, it just, it just, (laughs) it just goes into something else. And like, they like drop even like the, the framing around the commercial part. And it's just like a completely different story. And and then it goes back to it at the very end, just to remind you that this was a commercial uh, yeah, I was also thinking of the Dan Flashes at the Shops of the Creek. Uh, I really like that one, too. Dan Flashes is, uh, the patterns are so <laughs> intricate. That's why they cost so much. So next up is Office slash Work Life, something that surprised me about the second season. And maybe it's because they had our, a lot of it already written and they were planning mm-hmm. on this. But it was like, you know, a year of everybody being at home. And then the second season seemed to lean into a lot of, like, off, you know, meetings and being around people in an office, which was something that people didn't do much of right. in the last year. So I thought that was a little strange, but that's something he definitely likes to uh, do. Some of the ones I have for that uh, written down, the Santa brought it early, the one with the with the copier, and then the focus group, which is not exactly yeah. office coworkers, but that's it's a in classic an office. one. Yeah, and then there's uh, calico cut pants. 
that, uh, which is like, I don't know how to describe that one. Is it like his magnum opus for season two? Because it's by far the longest sketch that the yeah, show has ever had. It takes up like half the episode. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. And also, I got Bozo dubbed over, Bozo. which for some reason to me is just amazing. Um, Bozo dubbed over is a great example of what we're going to get to next uh, when we're done going through this. Right. Of like, what where they come from and it's like awkward social interactions but what they do with those is 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 really the the magic of the show uh the next one social media so we've already mentioned like the self-deprecating mm-hmm. instagram captions where vanessa bayer's character just doesn't get it how people are like oh you know you go out and you, you take a picture with your friends at brunch and you go you know, having brunch with these two uggos or something. You know, some it's just a little. You know, friends kind of yeah. jeering each other, and uh, she takes it just a bit too far. Um, and uh, the favorite YouTube video, which is the yeah, yeah, the, the, one, the bozo dubbed over. Yes, bozo dubbed over. That's the hard part. Is like I don't know if they have official names because when you, I've read a bunch of lists that like rank yeah. episodes and stuff, and they have names for them. And I'm like, are these official names or are they just like? The best names they could come up for. That's, I, that's funny you say that because I did the same thing yesterday. I was like, well, because I've because there's some of them that have like a name on the internet. And I'm uh-huh. like, well, is that the actual name or did somebody was just like, meh, steering wheel, you know? Cause, yeah, because in like the description for every episode on Netflix, it you'll recognize which sketch it mm-hmm. is, but it's usually like a sentence. Like it, it'll say like a coworker can't pick YouTube video or mm-hmm. the a focus group goes wrong, something like that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if they have official names, but apparently on the internet, everybody's come up with them. Then there's, these are the two that are sort of related, but they're different. There's a, there's a clear difference. Completely absurd concepts versus surreal things. These are, I mean, these are my categories. Mm-hmm. So you can tell me if you have any others that you'd like to add, but the completely absurd concepts for me are like, Baby of the Year, Intervention at Garfield's House. The ones that are, like, just off the wall. Like, this would never exist in the real world. Why is this a thing? But technically, it could happen. Somebody could hold a pageant where they try to rate these babies and judge these babies and decide who is the Baby of the Year and then give an in memoriam where they give (laughs) the cause of death. Throat slash, and what's the other Pancake one? Pancake by dump truckers. <laughs> a, dun- a drunk dump truck. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, like, but again, and somebody could own a house that looks like uh, Jim Davis is the Garfield guy, right? Yeah. And somebody could own a house that looks like Garfield and has a bunch of Garfield furniture. I mean, they could, I guess. Like, so that's where I go with the with the absurd ones. Those things that that could happen. The surreal ones are the ones that are just like completely fake completely fabricated made up you know maybe ventures into sci-fi things like that and uh santa claus being in an action movie would be one of them more (laughs) yeah but that that one's really funny and that's a that's another thing they do that uh isn't really a type of sketch but they pair sketches yeah where sometimes it's cross episode usually it's in the same episode though uh do you have any ones that come into mind when you think of like the 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 callback sketch of a previous one. You mentioned Dan, Dan Flashes already. Yeah, Dan Flashes does that. I guess Bozo dubbed, Bozo dubbed over yeah, does that. Yeah, because right. it's, it's two part. Because the first part's really not funny at all. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just setting up the second one, which is funny. Yeah, the only really funny part of the first one is Tim Robinson's delivery of being the awkward guy yeah. in the situation, and it's I mean it's minor funny, but that's like the only like real joke to it. So you're right. the The punchline of that one is. Uh, in the in the second one, that's another thing the show does. It makes you wait for the punchline. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you really don't know 
where it's going. But again, the surreal things, the uh, other ones that I came up with, the motorcycle space guy. Which I had forgotten about that one. So I just kind of rewatched some of them the other day. And I, f- I forgot all about that one. And I was like, I don't even remember this. And <laughs> Whoa, two motorcycles with a little house in the middle? And he's sitting there looking at a car. So this one starts out as an absurd concept. Right. It's a guy who's in, super into motorcycles. And he just keeps seeing motorcycles or any type of motor vehicle and relates it somehow to a motorcycle. He calls a bike a motorcycle without a motor, and a bus is like a bunch of motorcycles, yeah, whatever was... he calls it. And then he, like, <laughs> then he blasts, like, up into blasts space. off into space, and they're in a giant motorcycle-shaped spaceship, and they're all, they've all got leather jackets and long hair and bandanas on, and they all love motorcycles. I feel like that was one that he probably proposed to SNL, and they were like, what? We're not going to do that. Because I did see an interview where he was talking about how he would like to do a, uh, when he was on SNL, he wanted to do like a, uh, the opposite of an air show. Yeah. So, you know, they have like planes doing all these crazy tricks. He thought about doing a submarine show, but nobody would be able to see it. They could only just see the bubbles on top of the water. And SNL was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. They, I mean, sometimes they, you know, somebody who's this creative does need to be reeled in a little right. bit. But I think if they let him spread his wings a little bit, mm-hmm. that it maybe would have worked on SNL. I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's definitely hit the mainstream a little bit more. But it is kind of a niche show. So I don't know. Okay, so those are the types of sketches I have: fake commercials, office slash work life, social media, completely absurd concepts, and surreal things. Do you think that covers all of them? I think that does a pretty good job of it. I was trying to think of the office life, maybe why that is, and maybe it's just because they're trying to force different people together. Mm-hmm. Because in an office setting, you naturally work with people who may yeah. not be just like you. Where you know, it's kind of the magic of the show, The Office, mm-hmm. yeah, is that exactly. there's all these weird people that you wouldn't hang out with, but you're forced to interact with them. Right. So I think that may have been what they were going for there. Um, but I do agree. They do lean a little heavy on that in the second season, but it still makes for some funny stuff. Yeah. So the only other one, maybe there's a little bit of fake TV that kind of goes along with fake commercials. And because the one where they do that like parody of that like teen drama turns into an ad yeah. for TC Tuggers. Yeah, it's like product placement to the extreme. And then I don't know, you uh, could argue Fenton Stables and Horse Ranch. You could argue whether or not the Corn Cob TV one is a commercial or fake TV. <laughs> we just we just film the we just film all the funerals and we only air the ones with what does he say? Like skin hidden pavement. <laughs> I was curious. I wonder how many people like jokingly call it Spectrum. After that aired, we got to get corn cob TV. Don't you get on my corn cob TV? That's what I was surprised was. It might be up now, but I think it was the second day it was out when I saw the calico cut pants one mm-hmm. and the calico cut pants.com. And I went to the it because I was curious. I went to the website. It did not exist. It did not exist as of today when I looked. But you checked yeah, today. I too? checked today. You got to give. So maybe they bought the domain and nobody else can use it. It surprises me a lot that nobody would do that. That seems like something that the fans of this show would would do. Right. So I've actually kind of just straying away here real quick. I know like so the office, they created a lot of the websites. They actually showed on the show. I think since then, like they've been taken down since it aired, you know, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I'm a little surprised they didn't go for that with this show because that would be like a perfect website to send to people. Yeah, you know, I, I, they're yeah. all sold out. They're all, and then yeah, you could if anybody ever called you out for having a little, <laughs> I guess for lack of a better term, piss dribble on your pants. You'd be like, no, no, the pants are supposed to be like this. They're calico cut pants. What well, would make it especially great too if it had like the really loud videos on it? 
watch it again. Watch episodes again. It, it might it might get better for you because that's what I found is sometimes on repeat, the ideas are so weird and out there. Sometimes on repeat watches, it's funnier and it's more enjoyable. And that's something I've noticed with this show. Yeah. Um, you know, I was also thinking about the, the crash bar one again. Just that actor's delivery of all of his lines is just incredible. Uh, it's more of a cosmic gumbo. <laughs> we we sit on we sit on set and we we called it a cosmic gumbo. Are you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> he just shoots the guy in the head. Just says, "Are you dumb?" <laughs> yeah, Detective Crashmore is funny. And then the, I don't give a damn if I die. <laughs> and then the shoe drops at the end of the fake trailer that it's actually Santa Claus. It's not just a guy who looks like Santa Claus. It is. The real Santa Claus. <laughs> he gets uh, really mad in the interview, and he's, you know, he calls him out about his actual job. He's like, you wouldn't ask Leonardo DiCaprio about Christmas, <laughs> would you? It's like, uh, I guess not. I've seen every dick in the world. <laughs> not in a sexual way, yeah, that, but I have. That really takes a turn there. They're just all disgusted with him, like, oh, God. Oh, so it's... Sorry to Daniel, who's not here today. Um, he might have to edit this, and uh, you're, we're probably going to get the explicit tag for this one. It's a little hard to talk about yeah. this show without getting it. I was so. wondering how that was going to go. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry about that. This is another theme of the show. Um, when in doubt, scream aggressively. And it's different to me because some people, this is a, a thing that people think of as like a drawback of Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell that like, they like characters that are loud, and loud just equals funny. And it's a little bit of that, but there's something about the way Tim Robinson completely sells out and gives in to a crazy character yelling that I find hilarious. Yeah, I do too. Um, I was just thinking about the, uh, how the, I guess the laser spine commercial. He yells. He picks up his son. Yeah, uh, he yells at the uh, the DJ. The Dan Flashes one. Yeah. Shut up, dog! You fucking skunk. <laughs> I was just thinking more of the no more scamming adults into thinking that they're stars. Uh, that that one is really good, and that it combines multiple of the types of sketches. Uh, that's in season one. If you're interested in finding it, I do not know what episode. It's corncob corncob TV. He yells too. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a big part of it. I thought it was odd. We already talked about this, the office content, but in the second season, I also thought this wasn't odd, but it was a little more sentimental to me. There were a little, there were a few more like, you know, pull at your heartstring moments. Now they're around completely ridiculous things, but the ghost tour one, it seems like that guy's the enemy the whole time. You're like, yeah. what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> So, you know, so the ghost tour guy's given it. He's like, yeah, and it's past 10 o'clock, so we can say whatever we want. He just goes, Come shot. Jizz. <laughs> and then he just keeps he just keeps swearing the whole time through this ghost tour. And then he then he goes out and this little old lady drives up in her little car and she goes, Did you make any friends? And he goes, Not really. And I was actually a little sad for the guy yeah. in that moment. Yeah, because then the whole like everybody in the party gangs up on him like, You're done, man. You need to get out. And they all cheer when he walks out the door. So yeah, I there was just a, a bit more sentimentality. I thought uh, wasn't it like uh, the surfs up one where he flips over the table at the end? He kind of turns it around to like make people feel sorry for him. There's, there's just a little, a little more to it. Also on that same note, there's the, uh, the magician one in season one where <laughs> the magician humiliates him on the stage. Like just, you know, how a magician would. And his wife's like, why didn't you stand up yourself? 
You, he made you look like a fool. You make three times as much as he does. <laughs> he goes back up there, and the magician's like, you wouldn't tell by the way you dress. So, yeah, we said we weren't just going to sit here and list all the funny ones, but it's just too hard yeah. to do it. So, uh, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> I, I sure hope you've seen the show if you're listening to this. Yes, you, you should have seen the show. Or I hope we're doing a good enough advertising for it that you will go see it because their delivery and everything is uh, much better. One other thing that's really helped the show grow, get to where it is uh, in its you know little place in popular culture, it's memeability. Mm-hmm. And the the biggest one is what I started the show off with, I would say. That's probably the most used meme is the uh, he, when he's in the hot dog costume after the hot dog car crashes into the suit shop. And he goes, we're all looking for the guy who did this. That's probably the one I've seen meme the most. Yeah. So that one's also that's one that one's used with like um, like politicians. Like anytime yeah. like a politician like tweets like, you know. I don't want to like pick a side here, but just anytime they tweet something, that people seems always, like it was their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're doing. And then we're trying to find the guy who did this. And I saw Seth Meyers asked him about that, Tim Robinson. Mm-hmm. And Tim Robinson was just laughing at the absurdity of like Mitch McConnell checking his Twitter and like, what is this? <laughs> and he's like, it's really- not, it's not even in the first episode. It's like five episodes deep. Like, <laughs> it's just a random with, with sketch. With no context, middle. you have no idea what. <laughs> Yeah, because even in the meme, they don't show the hot dog car. Mm-hmm. You can't see the hot dog car. You, it's just a guy standing in what looks like a normal store in a hot dog costume with the caption, we're all looking for the guy who did this. Right. And then uh, another meme that's been popular lately is the, the prank show. So where he's like putting oh. on, he's got, it's like him still with his face, but he's got like the rubber material around his face. Yeah. And then it's like me like going to a job interview and then it's like him like with the job and it's him with all the stuff like I got too much shit on. <laughs> Carl Avick. <laughs> when he's like he's like go over and uh, flip that guy's tray and he's like why would I do that? And he's like cuz it's funny and he's like it's not funny. Well you said it was funny. I said it was interesting. <laughs> I really want that to come up in uh, my life. That's another part of the meme ability is if you if people know the show good enough quoting it around people it's one of the most quotable ones uh the like i said the uh the the ghost tour one my wife jen and i have been doing that one a lot i'll you know, i'll raise my hand and be like i'm not trying to get a laugh i'm not trying to make anybody have their worst day at work but do any of these fuckers and then and usually i'll try to like put it you know like something that's going on in our situation right. but that's that's one of my favorite ones to quote do my, you have any uh, yeah, my roommate and I always like to say, uh, but what's the joke? <laughs> we love that one. Um I'm trying to think of the other one that we really like. Gimme that. G- yeah, gimme that. I actually used that when we went out a few weeks ago. Yeah. His his friend got like a drink and I well, gimme that. <laughs> and I'm just joking. And uh it's not quotable, but I'll get to it in my favorite sketch. One of the ones that I'll probably just bring up every once in a while, but it's not really doesn't really fit anywhere as far as a quote. You'll see. That's what you call a little it. Little thing you'll see. A little, yes. a little thing called you'll see. Um, I think also a big thing of the meme ability is how like relatable it can be to certain situations. And the best example of that is, do you follow I Think You Should League Pass? No, I so don't. It is an NBA Twitter. It's run by a guy named Ryan Perry. It's at NBA Leave. And uh, as if you follow the NBA, the NBA kind of lives on Twitter. Sometimes mm. it's even more interesting than the actual games just the drama of the NBA and everything. And this guy, Ryan Perry just, and it's got like 50,000 followers or something. Um, 
he just tweets out a screenshot of a of a sketch with the you know whatever the he might you know might change a few of the words or something, but just to relate it to the NBA situation going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them are pretty funny. He does a pretty good job. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, I know there's uh yeah I know there's a few meme accounts with this show. Uh, I don't really follow any though, but they always seem to find the way on my timeline, anyways. Yeah. Uh, on TikTok, I know people just basically post. It might. I don't know if it's an official account. So if it's an official account, then it's their content to post. Mm-hmm. But they basically just post like portions of sketches, and uh, I just like it because I think the I thought the title, like the the username was was creative. It's a uh, I tick you should talk. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So those are if you if you are a fan of the show and you're listening to this. Uh, those are some other ways you can get some extra. I think you should leave content in your life. There's a lot of good social media out there. Like I said, the meme stuff has helped it with its mainstream popularity. And I definitely noticed that that because because it was discovered at this point, because I feel like the first season, everybody kind of just found it at different times. It wasn't like highly promoted. The second season had all those people. Plus, then it was trending, so probably new viewers. And that one seemed to have a little bit more of a trending uptick as far as social media goes. That people really watched it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think like I, I think like the first day, I think I saw Corncob TV all over Twitter. Yeah, Corn. That was <laughs> the one people. I think because it was in the first episode, yeah. and it was the. I mean, it was just off the wall. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up with three things here. One, what's your favorite sketch? All right, so I think I'll go one per season. Ooh. So I think from the first season, it might be the laser spine specialist. The more <laughs> okay. I watch that one, it's it's just so absurd. You know, he's going to go fight his ex, ex-wife's ex uh, husband, and then, you know, he goes to the record studio and wants to— I can't remember his name, but that guy, he and he worked with him on Detroiters. He played, like, his little brother in a few yeah, episodes. It's like Connor of, O'Malley or something yeah, like that. that guy's really funny. Yeah. And he has the same kind of, like, frenetic— comedic pace as yeah. Tim Robinson. he's a, a big yeller and yeah. a big like just brings it 100 percent in all the sketches uh i think that's probably my favorite one in the first season and then the second season i think it's probably the brian's hat um the insider trading sketch oh. with the courtroom which is just magical to me <laughs> that is a the, good. the the way the camera you know it's, when they when it's the when soft it, focus and yeah. then they go to him yeah what the hell are they talking about <laughs> okay for me my favorite sketch uh it was also the night that the skeletons came to life. <laughs> you said bones were their money like four times. That's because I forgot if I had said it or not. I love that one. It's uh, this guy's. It's like it's like a parody of like Walk the Line, like Johnny mm-hmm. Cash, and then Tim Robinson just jumps in and just has this this ridiculously crazy song. In the second season, uh, I wasn't planning on doing it season by season, but I would say probably the Ghost Tour one is my yeah. favorite. In the second season. I really like that one. A favorite episode. I'm going to hold you to one season on this one. Oh, boy. So that's a little tough because I can't quite remember, like, each episode. Like, yeah. Yeah, because they all kind of run together. It's usually if they can pair up two, that it that it that it's a good episode. Like, I think the first ever episode has the Instagram captions and the, uh, the gift receipt. Yeah. Also, doesn't the first episode have, um, does it have the Turbo Team in it? I think it might, yeah. Yeah, if that's the case, and that's probably it my might have baby of the year too. Yeah, that might be it then, because um, I do love the Turbo Team a lot. That's yeah. also like another favorite. My favorite episode when I like sat down and thought about it, and, and you know, it's really it, like you said, it is hard to pick, but I did it. Season two, episode one, and that's because 
I thought Little Buff Boys was was okay. It's not as good as Baby of the Year, but it's still pretty funny. But it has Carl Havoc, mm-hmm. the 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 prank show one, and it has the ghost tour in it. And that was enough for me to be like, yeah, I would show I would show that episode to people to be like, this is what this show is about. I think that's a good example of what the show is. Yeah. So I guess in season two, also the whatever episode has the Brian's hat because I know. I showed that episode of my girlfriend. I was like, I'll just show you one episode. Right. We watched that whole episode. I can't remember the other sketches in it, but I remember she liked it, and she especially liked the Brian's hat one. Yeah, that uh, is. Which that sketch is just so absurd, and I love it so much. They just keep reading He's these He's got texts. dice in his pocket. <laughs> I swear to God, he tried to roll his hat down his arm like he was Fred Astaire. <laughs> When he tries to, th- oh, okay. We're, again, we're yeah. not going to sit here and just talk about things that we thought were funny. I do have one thing I want to add, just yeah. about uh, like the celebrity guests in the show, mm-hmm. um, like Bob Odenkirk. He's in it. Andy Samberg. Do you find it ever distracting when a bigger when a bigger celebrity shows up? Uh, no, not really. I don't know. I mean, I know. I know right away. Like that's Bob Odenkirk. But I feel like, like the it's not distracting. It gets sometimes the first time you see that sketch, it gets mm-hmm. your expectations a little too high. Yeah, I guess I could agree because I remember when I first saw the Bob Odenkirk one, I was thinking like, oh, this one's going to be through the roof. And right. I ended up, I do love that sketch, but it's not like laugh out loud funny. It's just like very like this. It's man, very subtle. Yeah. yeah this as man subtle has as such that a sad gets. life. <laughs> yeah. And then like the Andy Samberg one, he doesn't really do much in it. That one's funny. That's a big yelling one. Mm-hmm. Find out what you do, Chunky. Don't come out here till you know what you do. Uh, and then favorite non- not not like celebrity cameo, but favorite non Tim Robinson performer. So somebody who is in like a like an O'Malley who's in mm-hmm. multiple sketches. I'll go first on this one. Mine's Patty Harrison. She's uh she's in the driving instructor one with the video. She's the her job is tables. Her job is tables. She is the Santa Brian Early girl, and she is in the Shark Tank parody yeah. one where I can't watch a movie without drinking wine and popcorn. I thought I think that's hilarious. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna I'm like blanking now. I gotta like kind of look at it real quick. Um, give me just one second here. I I'd probably go with uh, Connor O'Malley. He's got he brings it in all of his sketches. He's in he's in the Laser Spine. He's the uh, music producer. Is his name Danny Star? No, what is his name in that? Uh it's it's something like producer to the stars or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then he's also in the uh, Calico Cut Pants. He's the one who made the website. Yep. Whose volume he's, plays uh, a maximum. <laughs> He's kind of the straight man in uh, the the Blues Brothers dancing right. one, but he's in that one, and he does end up yelling. <laughs> I, 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 that may, oh, and he's in the uh, honk if you're horny. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that he one. He just yeah. can't stop. <laughs> uh, okay, so, That's a great one. That's a great one. So we've listed just about every sketch that is in the show, but uh, if you think you would like it, I highly – I could not – I think you – should watch it. There you go. I think you should. Ah. I think you should watch it. So, yeah, check it out. If you do like it, um, that's great. Thanks for listening to this podcast as well. That that goes along with it. So, Brad, thanks for joining us today, and uh, we hope to have you on some other time. If anybody else has anything, Brad actually had brought this up to us uh, as an idea for something to nerd out with, and you don't have to work with us to to come on with us if you have an idea of something you want to talk about and you want to be one of the nerds you can send it to us you can always reach us on twitter at nerdassoc that's at n-e-r-d underscore a-s-s-o-c you can also email us our gmail is nerdassoc at gmail.com and uh we'll be back next week thanks for listening